Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Dr. Bright. Throughout this series, we've discussed monsters, aliens, phenomena, apocalyptic scenarios, and multiple shadowy organizations. But we haven't really talked about the specific people that work for those organizations. Most of the material you read about a group such as the SCP Foundation contains scores of faceless doctors, agents, and D-class personnel. But there are sometimes notable individuals. What would cause someone to work and continue working for an organization like the SCP Foundation? What would that kind of work do to their psyche? This video will look at perhaps the most famous individual working for the Foundation, Dr. Jack Bright, as well as other members of his family involved with the group. Jack's parents, Adam and Evelyn, were working for the SCP Foundation sometime during the 1800s, Adam as a junior researcher and Evelyn as a medical assistant, although Adam was apparently one of the founding members of the Foundation, if you follow this canon. Together, they had five children, Mikkel, Jack, TJ, Claire, and Sarah. Sarah was stillborn, and Adam, desperate to bring her back to life, utilized several SCPs. One of these was SCP-590, TJ Bright, one of his sons. TJ was born with the incredible gift of being able to heal any injury or ailment, both physical and mental, that an individual might have, simply by touching them. The downside of this ability is that TJ receives the injury or ailment upon himself, experiencing all of the pain, after-effects, and mental aberrations that the subject was experiencing. When he was young, he could choose to consciously activate this ability, but after puberty, it became an involuntary effect. In conjunction with other SCPs, Adam Bright used TJ's ability to bring his daughter back to life, but she was taken into Foundation custody immediately afterwards, and soon was designated SCP-321. TJ was also taken into Foundation custody because of this, becoming SCP-590, and by this point, Mikkel was already working for them. SCP-321 was found to be capable of recuperating from any injury at five times the normal rate of a human, believed to be caused by an overabundant production of stem cells. Additionally, 321 has continually aged and grown since her rebirth, and is currently 3.1 meters tall and weighs approximately 110 kilograms. She shows no signs of stopping growth, and at a certain point, her heart was reaching the limits of its circulation capabilities. An artificial heart was created and implanted into 321's body, allowing her continued growth and existence. Despite her age being at least over 100 at this point, her intellectual capabilities are similar to that of an infant, taking months to learn a simple task, and she's unable to speak more than nonsensical noises. 
After being taken into Foundation custody, her father, junior researcher Adam Bright, requested that she be removed from SCP status, but he was denied. Later, Personnel Director Adam Bright again requested she be removed from SCP status, and it was again denied. Much later, Site Director Adam Bright suggested that they can learn nothing more from SCP-321, and that her SCP designation be removed, but again he was denied. Finally, O5-12, Adam Bright, made a note that SCP-321 is to be decommissioned and returned to her family immediately, but he was shut down for a final time. He was told that she was not now, nor has ever been, his daughter, and that if he attempted this again, the council would remove him. In reaction to this, Adam Bright resigned from the O5 council, an unprecedented action as it's typically a lifetime position. By this point, Mikkel Bright was also on the O5 Council, and Jack had moved up in ranks as well. At some point, SCP-590, TJ, had accumulated enough injuries to leave him bedridden and on life support, unable to breathe on his own. A single dose of SCP-500 brought him back to full health, however, and his abilities are used on Foundation personnel of researchers and above, as an alternative to utilizing SCP-500. By the insistence of Jack, TJ was used to cure several cases of mental retardation, reducing him to the mental level of a three-year-old. Jack likely did this to mentally protect his brother from understanding what the Foundation was doing to him. TJ now spends most of his time watching children's television shows and coloring, although he does have his moments of surprising lucidity. Which brings us to Jack Bright himself who followed in his parents' and brothers' footsteps, and also joined the SCP Foundation. Claire, meanwhile, who possesses the ability to see into the future, would go on to join the Serpent's Hand, a counter-organization to the SCP Foundation focused on spreading awareness of the paranormal. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jack joined after his brother TJ went into Foundation custody, and became a junior researcher of good standing. He was eventually assigned to researching SCP-963, a white gold amulet containing a ruby surrounded by 13 diamonds. 963 was discovered in the apartment of an individual who apparently committed suicide, surrounded by supernaturally related books, and was brought into the Foundation since it was found to be incapable of being damaged. Later that year, SCP-076, Abel, breached containment, leading to a large number of casualties. Dr. Bright happened to be walking past 076's containment unit at the time, transporting the amulet by hand, and was killed by Abel. A few days later, a D-class assigned to clean up the rubble picked up 963. A noticeable change went over the D-Class, who began referring to himself as Jack Bright. 
Upon removal of the amulet from his possession, all of his higher brain functions ceased until the amulet was returned. Apparently, the individual that created the amulet hoped to gain immortality by binding his soul to the amulet so that he could possess whomever touched it. His ritual failed, however, due to the simple fact that he killed himself to initiate it rather than being killed by some other force. Jack Bright activated the amulet correctly when he was killed while holding onto it, binding his soul to it. When the D-Class picked it up, it overwrote his mind with the mind of Dr. Bright, including all of his memories. This allows Dr. Bright to be functionally immortal as long as someone eventually touches the amulet, whether it be a human or some other creature or animal. Since the amulet is invulnerable to damage, the only way to prevent this would be to keep the amulet locked away. But since Jack Bright is a loyal member of the Foundation, he's allowed to continue to operate. However, there is a side effect of 963. If a subject maintains contact with the amulet for 30 days, their consciousness becomes a duplicate of Dr. Bright's, and removal of the amulet does nothing. Since this would allow Dr. Bright to make potentially unlimited copies of his mind, sanctions were put into place to prevent this, although so far Dr. Bright has not attempted to break this rule. So far, Dr. Bright has found no way to release himself from 963, not for lack of trying. On the flip side, the Foundation actually spent some time trying to recreate 963, eventually resulting in 963-2. All information on 963-2 has been expunged, so it's unclear exactly what it does, but it's likely not good. Dr. Bright has so far jumped between countless bodies, including male and female humans, animals, and SCPs. While Dr. Bright's loyalty and intellect, combined with his immortality, have certainly been a benefit to the Foundation, it's also taken its toll on Bright's psyche. A tale that demonstrates some of the consequences of 963 is the executions of Dr. Bright, although keeping in mind it does take place in the Broken Masquerade canon, where information about anomalies is public. In it, Bright is part of a team operating in the Middle East, where they are suddenly captured by armed terrorists. They possess knowledge of Bright in 963, and proceeded to kill the team one by one. However. They started with Bright, and then put the amulet on another member of the team, so that they were killing Bright each time. The rest of the team waited in horror as their associated minds were wiped and they were killed. The tale gives us a sense of how much Bright resents his condition, and in turn grows to hate himself. A consistent theme across a number of tales is Bright's deep-seated desire for release from 963 and his inability to do so. The tale Code Brown describes a Bright family reunion that occurs because of Claire's death while working for the Serpent's Hand. We see that the Bright family is large, including children, grandchildren, cousins, and so on. Practically none of them seem to get along very well. Mikkel seems to have fathered a large number of children in his younger days, now collectively known as the Unnumbered Brood. Evelyn, Jack's mother, also makes an appearance, and is said to sometimes be referred to as the Mother of Monsters, as she apparently spends her time creating creatures. 
It's clear that the Bright family is not a typical one, each with their gifts and quirks. Dr. Bright has developed a reputation over the years of being eccentric, to say the least, but it's fair to say that he hasn't had the most normal of lives. Between the tragedies associated with his family and his own unfortunate situation, Jack has suffered more than any one person should. He ultimately believes in the Foundation's methods and goals, despite what they've done to him and his family, and continues to work for them, becoming the site director of a number of sites. He so far has not reached the rank of O5, perhaps due to his mental state, or perhaps because the Council would rather not have what is technically an SCP sitting amongst them. I hope that this video has provided some greater degree of insight into the backstory of Dr. Bright, who is certainly not a normal member of the Foundation, but is nonetheless an integral part of it.